spoken later. He lurked in the shadows, waiting and hoping she wouldn't take a different room. This was a usual room. He knew that. He knew her. Ghost of Me, the new book by Amanda Steele, can be found at Amazon, Cobol, Waterstones, and many, many other places. Hi guys, it's Andy N. Thanks today for downloading or streaming yet another episode of Spoken Label. As you may or may not be aware, Spoken Label was started in the beginning of 2006, and currently we have well over 150 sessions recorded and sent. Although you can find it on various networks, the full archive is available for streaming and downloading at Spoken Label full stop bandcamp.com it is a free download or free stream in there but obviously if you feel like chucking me a few pennies that way it would be eternally grateful to help me keep this podcast going and keep improving my equipment etc enjoy speak to you soon bye bye spoken hi guys Andy N spoken label back in the house back on Facebook chat tonight and Anybody that's an equal-eyed listener would have noticed um, we've spoken label recently. I did a magazine chat between Amanda and our friend Ali on their various perspective magazines. And it made me think, really. I thought, I actually know a publisher or two, so and so we're going to have a chat with a publisher tonight. And I'll let the lady introduce herself in a minute, but she's a good friend of spoken labels and we've done a session with her before if you want to backtrack anybody and i've done sessions with quite a few of her writers now and also helped her out with a few anthologies as well haven't i bella so you can say um i help you out with like a bit Go of projects on, yeah you've been a, a key member of the team <laughs> yeah the unofficial publicist right so anyway introduce official. <laughs> <laughs> i wish you could pay me for it right so <laughs> so well, i wish i wish i was paying myself to be understanding yeah. so well, hey ho exactly so right bella obviously Introduce yourself to everybody. Tell them what who was I tell you. Hello, hello. Hello, and what your press is, and we'll take it from there. Amazing. Uh, so, hello, uh, my name is Isabel Kenyon or Bell, um, and I run Fly on the Wall Press, uh, which is uh, well, I'm currently in Greater Manchester, but we will shortly be a Central Manchester press um, once I've moved there. Um, and we are a socially conscious press, which means that uh, primarily what we do is that we work either for charities or with charitable elements um, and we focus on topics across the globe that are relevant now that often have a political nature to them um, and we try and raise awareness of those issues in society. Yeah, now so I can, we've, I think we met a couple of years ago when your first book came out, didn't it, when the your mental health book, I forgot the name of it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, it's... Um, I know I am now. I know I am. I can't remember the book now. I'm useless. I'm absolutely useless sometimes. It's called Please Hear What I'm Not Saying. That was it. That was it. Yeah. Now, just see, that's why I know we met originally through that. What? Obviously, that was the prelude to Flying the Wall, wasn't it? Because Flying the Wall Press came afterwards, didn't it? So. Exactly, yeah, because I was, um, I didn't share my own poetry because I'd been writing for a very long time, but I didn't uh, go to spoken word nights or, uh, you know, publish it in book form or submitting to journals. That was all new to me back, like, back end of 2017. And so I thought what might be nice is to put together a book of my work with other people 
Um, and so I thought, you know, why would people want to submit uh, just a, a random person and, you know, do a book and what can we do? So it came about that I thought, well, fundraise for Mind, the mental health charity, and mental health will be the theme because I noticed that a lot of people were writing about mental health at the time. Um, and then all of a sudden um, we, we had such a positive response that the book did so well um, that I went on to do another charity anthology um, and then started calling myself a proper publisher. <laughs> yeah. Now that was um, that was your Planet in Peril book. No, it wasn't. It was Persona Non Grata, wasn't it? That was it, yeah. Yeah, Persona Non Grata is next, yeah. So um, that one was for Crisis Aid and Shelter. And that one was about social exclusion um, and homelessness and refugee crises around the world. Um, so that was really important and something which was close to my heart. And I think the charity element of all the anthologies that we do is still really important to me. It's something that I always want to do with the press because um, that's a big part of why I started doing it. Yeah, and also like you know, people are wondering. Obviously, you've had then done them Planet in Peril book as well, haven't you? So. That was your later. That was your yeah. latest anthology. Now that's interesting. That one, because um, obviously, like I noticed with this one there, you actually went and did a hardback version of it as well, as well as doing the paperback version, didn't you? So first time doing that. I mean, it's kind of scary as a small press when you're doing that, especially because um, everything had to be done on sustainable paper for that because of my charities. Um, and obviously, of the nature of the project, there's no point doing uh, a book on global warming if you are not going to sustainably print it. Um, you know, it does seem a bit contradictory. So, <laughs> naturally, like, we wanted to do something that, you know, obviously does quite a high cost in using uh, for a forest certification paper, um, which was important to us, but we thought, why not make it, you know, if we're doing colour photography, and we want to add value to this. Like, you know, it's just going to be a beautiful coffee shop book. So let's go with a hardback, um, you know, and then I've still got them in my kitchen, uh, climbing up the walls. Uh, so we have to do 500. Um, so do, five, yeah, do 500? Oh, wow. Yeah, we have to do 500. And the thing is that obviously, because um, the people in the book are international, that's always something that's important to me as well. Um, you know, a lot of people preferred when the heart, when the paperback came out to get that because obviously Amazon free shipping in whatever country you're in. Um, so with the hardback, like it's physically heavy, so already expensive to ship. And so I've ended up. I mean, we we did well, um, but I yeah, I have not managed to get rid of the 500, and unfortunately, my parents' kitchen has suffered. <laughs> Still gonna have the boxes in it. <laughs> oh. Time. Oh, your parents love you for it, really, right? So I'm sure they do. Yeah, I mean, I <laughs> do hope so. I mean, I don't have any storage, so they are my storage. <laughs> they so, are my warehouse. So what is that? Take it, obviously, then, when you move to central Manchester, what are you going to do? You're going to make sure then you, what, you get a room for storing all your books in, are you then, basically? Well, yeah, I mean, I think what I'm going to do, and as, as um, I mean, I should, what I should be doing is moving out and letting them have my room as a spare room. But what I'm doing is uh, going to use the room as storage so that I have two rooms. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like your style there, definitely. Now, I want to obviously ask you a bit I'm more. I'm going to drown in books. I think you are, the way you're going there. Good grief. Now, obviously, um, yeah. you've, what's interesting about your press as well is, and we'll come on to you, about your collections you've done writers in a minute, but um, I know you've expanded into yeah. non-fiction books as well, haven't you? Because um, I know you did a book called yeah, Small exactly. Press Publishing, The Do's and Don'ts. Now, yeah. what made you want to do this book? 
Well, I mean, it's uh, so this is the only non-fiction book that we've done so far, but it was something which I really enjoyed writing, and I've been thinking about it for a while, because when I started doing the press, um, obviously even when I was just self-publishing an anthology of other people, you know, I was figuring it out myself, and there isn't much online. So, you know, it is trial and error, and by the time you know, that I'd figured everything out, it suddenly became, you know, everyone always wanted to know, how do you self-publish a book? How do you do this? How do you distribute? And even now, you know, it's still a thing that people will pay for your time and your consultation, and, you know, they're really interested in, in how you do it, because it is, you know, hours and <laughs> days and months and years of experience. So I thought, why not? You know, no one gave me that advice, um, but if I can write that down, um, and try and collate how it does work on a small scale. Um, because I found that there's loads of books about, you know, say if you're going to work, I don't know, for Penguin or, um, you know, for a massive press like Picador or, you know, someone, that, the way that they work and the way that that career book is going to tell you the publishing house works, it's going to be completely different to how an independent press works. So I just thought we need a book out there because there's literally not even one. Um, and since then, I had a publisher contact me and say, oh, you know, um, this is a great idea. I might do one. <laughs> that's like, typical. No. That's <laughs> typical. Like, well, I did one. <laughs> but, yeah. It's typical. That. I'm, I'm, to be honest, I'm tempted to do something on that, on the basics, how I do spoken label as a podcast and how I've developed it as a oh, person. Right. Yeah. yeah he, he, same to you. I've been thinking about that for a couple of a while now. And it's, um, you do be like, it's, really it could be a good one to do because um, I've just had an article go up online actually. I'm going to be releasing it tomorrow properly now. But it's obviously about a week, to be a week, to be a week or so down the line, this podcast. Done by, done by Greg yeah, Freeman. Yeah. Do you know a guy called Greg Freeman? That's one of the editors at Write Out Loud. Um, I don't, but I know right out loud. Yeah, Greg's, Greg's the main, main media editor. He's a great bloke. I met him a couple of times. He's an ex-journalist for, cool. for the Guardian newspaper. And he retired from it a few yeah. years ago and does all that work for right out loud as voluntary, basically. And um, when I met, well, last time I saw Greg, about two years ago, he was asking me about doing yeah. doing an article and spoken label for him. And I'm obviously now, I'm housebound now because the coronavirus for a bit. And I, I messaged him yeah. and said, do you want me to do this? I said, yeah, yeah, do it, because it's a great time to do it, because it's, well, I tell you, it's, um, when you're in a situation like you are now, where you get people like housebound, your case is the same, isn't it? You've, some degree, you've got more time to do in stuff, really, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, I would like to be able to have more time to write and stuff at the moment, but because, you know, I normally work from home, um, and because I have, like, um, I'm always in intense pain with my hands, it's like a, a daily struggle that I have, that I've had for, like, the last two years, um, they don't really know what it is, but it's vaguely RSI, like that's a good way of oh describing yeah. the pain. But yeah, like basically once I've done my day's work, the, the pain of putting pen to paper, like I just don't do it, and I know it's really depressing, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I want to write, but by the time that I've worked, um, you know, my the pain, I've, I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> yeah, I think as well, it's a lot of it's just down to exhaustion sometimes as well, it's like when you're on pain yeah, like that. that too. Your brain's tired, and then can you be creative and... Yeah, yeah. Now, it's hard work as, like Amanda, who's in, sat in the study next to me tonight, who's not on the podcast, if anybody asks. Amanda would agree with me, like, Jim, you, she's only got, I know she's only got a limited amount of energy herself, and like it's, I don't know how she manages to oh, do what yeah. she does. So what you do is, when you've got con- conditions sometimes, and you, your body can only take so much uh, as a person, and that's exactly. why, that's why at my youth, you're doing it, you're doing like your case, like you, you took so much on with flying the wall. 
on top of your own work yourself and working full time. Oh yeah. Like it was like I don't know where you get the energy from. Well, <laughs> well, I have a lot of energy because I'm very, um, you know, motivated for it to be the absolute best. Uh, being brought up in quite a perfectionist household, um, but also because um, I guess when you have very small budgets um, and you have big ideas, you um, you work creatively. <laughs> like for example, like Planet in Peril was the biggest budget project that I've had. And I was desperate to get Arts Council funding, and I did 11 applications, and I got nothing. Um, I didn't know how I was going to do it, and in the end, um, and also then my the printer, um, they increased the cost by like 600 pounds um, last minute when I needed the books, so I had to do it, but I was fuming. Um, but yeah, so basically it was like four grand of my personal savings, um, exactly. Oh wow! Oh wow! And, um, yeah, and it was bonkers. Um, but uh, you know, I was really panicked, but I made it back, and it's all fine. And we've raised money for charity, and it's literally been the best, you know, the biggest achievement so far. Like combining the work of under 18s with adults and poetry and research and photography from really important ecosystems across the globe. Like you know, it's been such an exciting project, and it's meant that I can traveled the UK as well like um because of the contributors like one of them got me um like a whole day basically of workshops and an open mic um, wow. hosting for Planet in Peril at in the Isle of Man for their Manx Lit Fest oh fantastic um, yeah, so, yeah wow that's, yeah, that's, that's insane and yeah that's did it with Janet Lees who's in the book and um it was just so much fun and you know I wouldn't have ever got to travel to that, uh, without the book, really, and without how topical it is. Yeah, completely. No, fantastic. Now, obviously, um, as well as for, so we're going to about your current projects at the moment. Um, you, yeah. I, want, I want you to mention, tell people about as well. I know you do some author services, don't you? Which is editing and marketing services. Yeah, so. Yeah, this is like my freelance side of it, because um, even though book sales are always doing better and better, and you know we've only been around like one and a half years maybe two um and yes so obviously uh, freelance is how i <laughs> survive um but um they i really enjoy doing it basically what i do is that i am a book marketing consultant um, and also freelance editor so um a lot of what i do at the moment is that i'll work with someone um, mostly poetry but fiction as well so say if they've got a poetry book coming out in the next two months or something um, we'll work together on sourcing reviews and PR for them over a three or six month period um, and we'll look at getting them a blog tour so um, that's a sustained period of reviews on each day with a tour poster yeah um, yeah and in different mediums as well so um, I really like having a variety of getting them things like YouTube features and in local newspapers and creating a a buzz in their local community as well um there's multiple strategies but it's just fun to work with people on what particular subject they're focusing on and reaching new audiences like for example a lot of my clients tend to be in the us oh, so yes. um giving them an audience in the uk is really satisfying oh fantastic now i'm sorry to tell us people obviously the one that i'd never heard of before and you've I think i've done this two or three times for you by now if my memory's correct and i've got one coming up with you shortly as well is your block tours 
Now, where did this idea come from? Because I've never come across this before until you mentioned it to me. Oh, nice. Well, um, basically, I was part of, there's a Facebook forum called Book Connectors, which um, you might be on, loads of authors are on it. It's a really big community. And um, Anne Cater, who runs that group, she's a blog tour organiser, which is mostly for um, independent books. So, for example, um, I'm trying to think of a small press that does one. I know Wild Press do them, but things like, I think, Louise Walters' books might do them as well. Um, but also, like, um, I think it's Oriander books. But, yeah, basically quite um, definitely... I've forgotten the name. But anyway, um, independent presses or um, sort of medium-sized publishing houses um, usually do blog tours for things like thrillers or dramas or autobiographies. Um, and it can be up to a month, but basically a review or a preview will feature on every single day on an uh, influential book bloggers page. Um, or it could be, say, a newspaper or, you know, depending on what kind of forum and exposure you want. But there'll be an organiser who has a set of contacts and basically, um, you know, I hired Anne to do, for four of my books, to do a poetry blog tour when I first did the chat books, so last year, because I'd never done the chat books before and I thought, you know, it would be great to have someone else involved with the publicity. Because um, publicity for a book is 100% a team effort, so, you know, I was just relieved. Um, and so she did those for me, and I thought, you know, over the years I've developed so many contacts to do with poetry um, that I thought, you know, a, a specialism in poetry blog tours is something that I could do really easily just because I've got this list of reviewers. Um, so, yeah, we started doing that. Ah, I mean, that's it's, it's a fascinating idea. So, I said, that's what a lot of people told you about. Like, you've got so many ideas and, like, this sort of thing. Like, it was, um, I'm, I'm quite interested in your <laughs> your current um, anthology you're asking people to submit to, Mancunian Ways. Yeah. Now, where did that yeah, idea come from? Yeah, it's a bit different. Yeah. Because basically, gone... we've got... Yeah, we've got two anthologies this year. One of them is um, for charity and it's written by street children. And that one, um, you know, is sort of pre-written because the street children around the world have written it and the charity has collated it. And then I'm going to work with their ambassador. He's only 21. Oh, um, Yeah, so it's brilliant, brilliant effort. But what I thought is, you know, the, traditionally um, anthologies have always been open and people won't have the opportunity in 2020 to submit to us. So I thought, you know, this is a perfect time to do something maybe a little bit different. Um, and instead of for charity, like dedicate it to the people in the city that I love. So obviously all about Manchester. Um, and what I'm hoping is that it will be this really gritty but beautiful anthology in the same way that Planet in Peril was, combining photography and art and poetry um, and really be like an explosion of talent um, and humour really because I think that's a big part of Manchester I think we've got a great sense of humour um, but also there's so many amazing inventors and scientists um, and architects and, and dreamers throughout Manchester's history I'm hoping people will write about um, and they, you don't have to live in Manchester um, you just have to know it and, and love it um, or hate it you know that's fine I'm hoping that people will have different reactions and you know not just um I don't know, tell me how much they love the coffee shops in the Northern Quarter, as do I. But, um, you know, we can't have a whole anthology of that, unfortunately. 
Yeah, yeah, of course. Now, good stuff. Now, obviously, if people are interested, interested in submitting to that anthology, when's the closing date? Yeah, so um, you've got loads of time. Um, so it'll be the 6th of June. Um, and you can submit um, in all the categories. So say if you're like a photographer and an artist and a poet, um, and you're thinking, oh, you know, I can only submit three pieces. That's not the case. You can submit nine pieces in the three categories. Um, and yeah, it's free to enter. Um, you just have to have bought a book at some point from us. Um, and what else should I tell you? Um, it's going to be really cool because Jackie Hagen is um, commissioned to write a poem for it. Cool. Um, and it is in collaboration with uh, Manchester City of Literature, um, Manchester Poetry Library, which is opening this year, um, and Arts Council, who this year have decided to love me, um, which is probably my greatest achievement today. <laughs> excellent, excellent. No, really good stuff indeed. Now, obviously, like we said, the last thing we'll need to touch on, obviously, with that, you know, um, your book, up your um, collection, your publishing houses. The fact you do actually do full-length collections or chapbooks by writers as well, don't you? So, do you want to tell the people about who, yeah. who's been, who you bought collections out with so far, and what's coming up? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we only our first chapbook was in in May two thousand eighteen, and that was with Elizabeth Horan. Um, who's based in Vermont, um, although excitingly, um, in this February, came to the UK and did a UK tour, which was really exciting to be part of with him. Oh, fantastic. Um, yeah. But yeah, so chat books, um, 40 pages, basically. Um, and we've published um, Elizabeth Bethany Rivers, um, who is based in Shrewsbury. Um, and you might have heard of her because she does workshops. She's a creative writing tutor. Um, we have published Anne Walsh Donnelly, um, who was really cool because it was her sort of first book and it was the first time that she'd come out as gay in her 50s, so Oh wow, yeah, I remember, yeah, I remember reading about yeah, that one at the time, yeah. And also, <laughs> you've also done as well, obviously, like I said, um, the lady's podcast is coming out intimately, and, uh, and I can never pronounce her name, a Trattica, a Trattica is it? Farhe? Oh, Dinner in the Trattica, Fields, yeah. 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 Um, so her book came out in March, um, and it's called Dinner in the Fields. Um, so very recently out, and actually on the twenty seventh of March, we've got a eco poetry chat book by Sam Love, who's based in um, Newburn in the US, um, out, and he was actually part of the first Earth Day in nineteen seventy. So that's a cool fun fact for you. Um, cool, indeed. Yeah. So chat books we've got all booked up until. Um, we've got main collections as well um, until January 2021. Wow. Um, Impressive. Yeah. <laughs> That's some you, going. You've got one a month, one book a month uh, wow. until January 2021. Wow, that's some going now. It's like I wish I could say I was a bad in the podcasting. I'm not that bad. <laughs> but I've got plenty coming up. That's some going now. Indeed. So now obviously like um, um when do you normally put out a call then just for full collections and chat books if people are interested in the future and something? Yeah, it's gonna be um obviously it's still sort of settling into a um thing that happens every year just because we've not been going for that many years. Um, but September is basically going to be a yearly thing. So it's September last year, and it's going to be September again this year, and that will be for 2021. Um, so it will probably be open for two months again. That seems like a sweet spot. Um, and 
and if depending on how far ahead I am with my life um, at the moment I am a good amount ahead <laughs> I'm on my June books um, but yeah I might open it early in August if um, I am happy with how we're doing on the production line cool now I know you've had some helpers before haven't you as well with people doing um, but the work work in the background you had like was it in interims weren't you now yeah, I've had a few interns. I have a few dotted about now, um, but they tend to sort of do, they'll do like a task um, for say like two months or something. So as much as I would love to have an intern as a full time, you know, or even like five hours a week is what I kind of hope. It's never really worked out that way yet, unfortunately, just because of course, volunteers and um, busy lives. Yeah, life gets in the way all the time, doesn't it indeed? So now I get you completely yeah. there, Bella. Um, if people want to find out more about Fly on the Wall, where are the best going? Yeah. Um, so the website is www.flyonthewallpoetry.co.uk. Um, otherwise, we're on Facebook, um, Fly on the Wall Poetry. Um, uh, Twitter, uh, which is Fly underscore Press, because someone had already stolen the Twitter handle. <laughs> typical, that's typical. Um, yeah, it's the bane of my life, but never mind. Um, and it, then we're on Instagram as well, which is fly on the wall underscore poetry. Brilliant. <laughs> oh, great stuff, Bella. It's been a fascinating chat tonight, so thank you for that. Hang around. Yeah, cheers, Andy. I need, I, need, I need a quick word off mic, but thank you again. It's been a brilliant chat. I've been really enjoying tonight, <laughs> so, as always. So thank you again. And this is Andy. Thanks so much, Andy. See you, see you all soon, guys. Bye. Spokenly. Thanks again. For listening to another session of Spoken Label. Our full archive can be found over on Bandcamp at Spoken Label, that's one word, Spoken Label, full stop, Bandcamp.com. And there is over 150 sessions there. So I'm sure that if you've enjoyed this session, there'll be something else there you can enjoy as well. Take care. Bye bye. Spoken later.